Hello everyone. How is everyone doing after that long-awaited wait? Uh, today we're doing the band Queen. I'm finally. joined here with Corbin right now. And yeah, finally, we've been wanting to do this episode for a month or so. Um, yeah. But the holidays get in the way. and Holidays moving, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, Corb moved, so... Anyways, we were a little busy, but we're getting back into it. Um, we're going to do Queen today, and next week is going to be our finale. So stay tuned uh, for that one. Um, but anyways, let's talk a little bit about Queen. Um, we kind of grew up listening to Queen and a few other bands in that genre, in that um, century in it, or whatever genre. Um, yeah. I but like It's kind of funny because Dad... So dad listened to Queen a lot, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like Queen and like Sticks was pretty much the only thing he showed me. I don't know about you. Uh-huh. Pretty and, much. Like, so for the longest time, I thought it was one of those two was his favorite. And then he's like, oh, yeah. no, Def Leppard is. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then I asked him again, and he said Pink Floyd. I'm like, well, why are you not showing <laughs> us these people? Uh-huh. So we always listen to Queen, and I... I feel like they're kind of a, not necessarily like a safer listen, but yeah, I get what you're saying though. Yeah, and so I think that's why Dad just showed him, showed us those bands. Yeah, Um, well, because it took a while to get uh, like ACDC in there and start to get more of like the rock or like uh, more more genres, you know? Because I I do think he showed us mostly Queen and then. A little bit of a, uh, little bit of some other stuff, but I don't know. I only knew s- some sticks, so. But yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, I I remember just loving Queen though. They were always a fun band to listen to, and I remember just loving their music. I don't know if you had the same experience with yeah, it. Yeah, got but... a lot of catchy songs. I remember some of my <clears throat> I, I they're funny memories and they're some of my favorites, but I just remember. Um, driving, we were driving to Riverdale, um, mm. and I just remember Dad blasted uh, Fat Bottom Girls, <laughs> and I I just remember that, and it was so much fun, and yeah, like just pretty much all of all of the memories related to Queen are pretty good. So yeah, I agree. Road trips and everything, we would jam to. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody because it was such a long song and we were all into it and we would sing the instrument like yeah there's there's some really good memories childhood memories with their music I feel like it's good vibes really Um, but anyway so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how they got started Um, even before they got started and uh, how their career went yeah yeah, so if you guys want to just tune in with us, this is going to be an hour and a half episode, so almost two hours probably, huh? We'll give you guys a couple of minutes to find it on, <laughs> I don't know if it's on Netflix or just got to yeah. buy it, but... Got one minute right now. Okay. Um, but anyways, Queen began in 1970. Uh, they're a British rock band who consists of Freddie Mercury, who's the singer and pianist, um, Brian May is on the guitar, Roger Taylor on drums, and John Deacon on bass. Um, and then everyone everyone wrote 
like everyone contributed to their writing, but mostly um, May and Freddie Mercury. They were the two that wrote the most. So that's not his real name, is it? Uh, Freddie. Yeah. I no, want to say that's like a stage name, but it's I don't remember. it's like Frederick. It's a almost could have kept the first name. Yeah, because um, I remember he when he told his dad, his dad was very angry at him. Um, oh, so it's I don't know how to. I'm probably gonna butcher this though. It's Fard, Fardo Bol Bolsara. Oh, I think. Um, Persian or I don't remember what descent he is, but um, sorry, make I'm, me. No, I'm I just prepared this. <laughs> I should have gotten his. I I kind of have more of the band instead of Freddie. Oh, yeah. Um, but he was where was he born? Real quick. Um, where is that? Uh, <laughs> Zanzibar. <laughs> oh. Um, but anyways, he was. I think he was raised in London or something. Right, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so he, his father was not very thrilled about his stage name. He thought it was very stupid. Like, when he told his family, he was very mad about it, so that's actually funny. Um, but they started as a, as more of a heavy metal band, and then they evolved into more of their pop style that most of us know of them today. Um, I don't think I've heard much of their metal stuff, to be honest. I would have never thought that they were metal, I so know. I'm kind of surprised that you said that, because I agree, I don't think I've ever heard anything that would sound like metal. <laughs> yeah, I know I know. in their career, they they started heavy metal, and then they evolved into more of a pop, um, like disco pop for a few genres. They've changed a few, they've changed genre, genres a few times, and then I think they started going back to heavy metal but their audience, and that was when they're popular. Their audience started not liking it, so then they stayed with pop. But kind of funny. Um, I know the the movie kind of makes it seem like Freddie always wanted to push the boundaries on their music. Yeah, like with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the label and like everybody was saying. A six-minute song? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Why would anybody want to listen to that on the radio? And they're like, they just wanted to do it, right? Uh huh. Yeah, I think he was very... I think he just had a different mindset of, like, he wanted to do what no one else had done before. And, um, yeah, I know he, he pushed a lot with, like... So the band started... Um, started uh as smile if anyone didn't know that that was before freddie joined um i have the other i think i have the other singer but where is his name um oh yeah so before um they all before queen it was called smile and uh tim staffles uh he played bass as well as he was the lead singer and uh, he was actually a good friend of Freddie's, and uh, they knew each other. And so Freddie went to see the band a lot, and he kind of became their biggest fan, and like just really liked the band. Um, and then uh, Staffles didn't like the direction like the band was taking at the time, so he 
left that band and joined a band called Humpty Bong, which is really <laughs> weird. And I have no idea what happened with that. I don't think they lasted very long. Um, yeah, Humpty Bong. I have no idea about the name. It's freaking weird. But uh, so he left to join a different band because he didn't like the way Smile was um, going. And Freddie, being kind of friends with the other people, said, hey, I'll sing. Like, I can sing. And uh, he joined. And so I think they stayed Smile for a little bit. And then Freddie changed their name to Queen because he thought it was more extravagant and <laughs> stuff. He's he's funny, but... So that's how, how that's how like, he got started into the band. And that's how Queen kind of got their name. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, and uh, anyway, so that was in 1970 when they like actually started. Um, but in 1972, they finally got their big break and signed with a record label in uh, with Tribute Studios. Um, and their third studio album, Sheer Heart Attack, was the first big hit in the U.S. and um, United Kingdom, um, and that involved their song "Killer Queen." Oh, nice. And yeah, I so, thought that yeah. was their first big one mm-hmm. and that kind of got them started got uh them some fans and everything um but anyways they on tour they sold out so much and so often uh that they often had to play like multiple shows in a day um sometimes like they'd have to play like twice in a day or like twice like in two days they'd have to play the same place because they sold out yeah. that much um i yeah. i didn't know they were that cool. popular like it it makes sense mm-hmm. but yeah I, I didn't know they were that popular at the time yeah so they i don't know i think they started humble and they were very small at the time but i i honestly think i don't think freddie was the only reason they got big big but i know he i think pushed a lot with like getting a record label and mm-hmm. um kind of pushing the boundaries of music and i just i think he's phenomenal with his vocal cords and everything i just think he's very talented but yeah but i i think you're right like the other the other band members were also like very like they were all key players because i know correct me if i'm wrong but i think the drummer um he wrote we will rock you um Mm -hmm. and also I'm in love with my car, like songs like that. And so pretty popular songs still mm-hmm. um, were written by the other band members. And so yeah. I don't think it was just one person carrying the band. Yeah. I think they were all pretty important. And it's crazy. I think a lot of people think that way. Like, I think a lot of people do think um, Freddie was the reason that they got big and popular, which, you know, he, he probably helped a lot. Um, but I think that's a a good note because I think they don't give recognition to you know the drummers and uh, guitarists like as often. Mm-hmm. Um, but a fun story, well, just a cool fact about "We Will Rock You." Um, when the band would go on tour, the crowd would sing so loud that it would often like like it would be way louder than them singing their songs. So that was what gave them the inspiration for We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. Oh. Where like it's like a crowd singing. 
it was yeah. because like on their tours they would get like crowded out so they couldn't like hear their own voices they just heard the crowd and i thought that was cool like the people made the inspiration for two giant songs of theirs and i thought that yeah, was two way, of the most popular ones by them way awesome um but i thought it was cool so their their album um a night at the opera is the one with bohemian rhapsody on it and i wanted to ask if you know so that is a very expensive record made because it was like um very extravagant and like they added a lot of stuff to that uh album or record and i wanted you to guess how expensive it was in today's money oh like in today's for, money. how yeah how much it costed them to make that album and then think about bohemian rhapsody because that's probably the best way you'd guess because like i don't know so how much layers and so much production it's crazy. It, it made off of though. It was crazy. So it is, it is in the hundred thousands range. Mm. But yeah, just, I would say two hundred thousand then. Two hundred grand, grand. Yeah. So, it's so I just think this is awesome. I think it's so cool. Um, it was the most expensive record to ever be recorded at its time, and it costed them four hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars in today's money which is just it's just so crazy and uh for bohemian rhapsody beyond that album um bohemian rhapsody stayed number one in the uk for nine weeks oh yeah which i thought was really cool um but yeah what can i ask you what's your favorite song of theirs um or favorite album or whatever. Well, my favorite album is their greatest hits album. Well, is that okay. cheating? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Um, I think I have two different answers. I have a nostalgic answer and then a real answer. Okay. Um, nostalgic answers don't stop me now. Um, mm-hmm. cause that was my favorite growing up. Uh, but I think overall I like under pressure the most. Really? Yeah, I think that one's like I like. I used to only like the live version, which is weird because I usually don't like live versions. Uh-huh. Um, but then, like I just like both versions now, the one with That's David cool. Bowie and the live version, which That's I cool. I think the live version is on the Greatest Hits album. That's why I say that. Yeah. But then getting into them a little bit more, I listen to the real version mm-hmm. and i like it well uh under pressure there's a kind of cool story i think um where they were just they were recording in one of their favorite um booths or what do you call those recording studios <laughs> yeah studio um and they didn't even like david bowie surprised them and like oh. came to visit basically and say hi and whatever and they decided to make a song and they made a song in like four weeks or something or in a month and uh it's one of their biggest songs maybe because he's on it but it's just kind of cool that like it wasn't really planned Hmm. um i thought that was very interesting um do you know their first single um to um 
become number one in the U.S. It wasn't Killer Queen? It was not. That was in U.K. Oh. It's another um, one that we like and like have listened to a lot. I would say like We Will Rock You or something, but I don't know. It's a good guess. I was very surprised about this one. Um, but crazy little thing called Love. Oh, really? That Yeah, that was their first song to hit number one um, in the U.S. And it's actually way funny because I thought it was just like a love song, right? But mm. it's actually, it was made, so Freddie... Uh, wrote that song and he wrote it to or wrote it as a tribute to Elvis somehow which I it, thought was very interesting well it kind of sounds more Elvis-y uh-huh. now that like you when say you that. listen to it yeah it's yeah. way interesting and he completed that song after 10 minutes like it took no. him 10 minutes to write that song <laughs> which I thought was crazy and it but goes number one in the US yeah but I thought that was interesting he wrote it uh as a tribute to Elvis. I didn't know he uh, found him as an inspiration, you know? Yeah. Well, he is the the king of rock, they say, you know. So, yeah. Makes sense. That, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that part. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I thought that was interesting. Um, do you know much? So, do you want to talk about the, the movie at all? Or, like, anything about that? <laughs> Yeah, that's well, that's mostly what I've been talking about is yeah, all the little the tidbits. I've only watched it once or twice, twice yeah. but uh, the little tidbits that I know, um, like I know they kind of um, snuck their the like recording of Bohemian Rhapsody. You probably know that story On a little bit air. more. Yeah, they like kind of snuck that. You probably know that story a little bit more, but. Um. Yeah, and that's how I knew about Killer Queen and mm. some of that stuff. But um, yeah. So I don't know too much about that one. I just know um, I think Freddie had a friend that uh was a DJ, and so he gave him like a secret mixtape, and I. The the reason it's like secretive is the record label would not have wanted them to do this because it's mm-hmm. kind of they went without asking them kind of, but right. he had a a friend that was a DJ and he was a very popular DJ and he gave him a mixtape of Bohemian Rhapsody and the crowd loved it and then it started becoming a thing everyone went to the show you know like it just started mm-hmm. building hype and uh, eventually I think that's kind of what got them to get it on air because it became such a big thing because it was such a long song and yeah it's such a long song it's kind of so, weird like there's got yeah. multiple tone changes and yeah it's got so many layers and uh so many so many like crazy things that i think a lot of artists didn't do at that time because mm-hmm. i don't know when you listen to the older stuff it's mostly just a track and then them singing instead of build up and and like background singers and i just yeah i think that song is just so awesome um but um a little bit about another one so i'm just i'm just talking a little bit of facts that i know um yeah. there's not much 
stories to it. I, I don't know, but um, I just think I saw I found a lot of uh, cool facts about songs that I I never knew of, like the story behind those. Um, but um, the album after uh, Crazy Little Thing Called Love, because um, that was a, released as a single, um, was called The Game, and that featured Another One Bites the Dust, which uh, became the band's biggest selling single ever, hmm. which I thought was very interesting. Cause, so I think Crazy Little Thing Called Love got them kind of on the map a little bit more on the U.S., Right. And um, so when that song came out, that one was their biggest selling single because it just, I think everyone loved that one. And did you know if you play that song backwards, it has a secret message? Which I think I've heard I don't, that. I don't know. I assume it was intentional. Yeah. Um, but like the... I always wanted them to be like better than this. Cause like if you play it backwards, it says it's fun to smoke marijuana. Oh really? Yeah. Like look it up on YouTube. It's weird. Interesting. Um, that's one of the, the few songs that I know does that. Another one yeah. is stairway to heaven, but that's I know that a, one. Yeah. That's for a different episode, but yeah. Um, I remember in, I think seventh grade or eighth grade band, huh. my band teacher said, Oh Yeah that kind of music is of the devil because of that kind of stuff. That's and crazy. So I assume it was intentional. Yeah. But I don't probably. know how you would do it. I, I really have no idea <laughs> that would be how you would so plan difficult. your lyrics that way. Uh-huh. No, I've always... That's so cool. It's the... Another way... or Another one bites the dust. It's that part. Oh, really? Backwards. Yeah. We'll watch it after this, but I know I'll have to check that out. It's... That's so interesting. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. crazy cool. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but we're not saying to... it's fun to smoke marijuana. No, we are not. We are not endorsing that. We do okay. not. <laughs> we do not endorse smoking anything. <laughs> uh, uh I mean, maybe a limited amount, but yeah. Um, but I want to talk about uh some tours, or I guess shows and tours that they played that i thought were cool um because i didn't know this and i think this is just a cool little fact um in 1981 queen um toured south africa and they were actually the first big rock band to play in latin america stadiums which i think tells you a lot about them because they you know i think a lot of bigger artists just played in their regions or, or mm -hmm. United States. I think the United States was such a big place to be. Yeah. But for them, they wanted to, you know, uh, go out of their comfort zone and play at these other, in a way, smaller cities and stuff. So mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool that they were the first big rock band in Latin America, though. Yeah. So Especially that. where the, the main language isn't the language that's being spoken which exactly. i i always thought that was funny serving a mission in south america like yeah. a lot of people would listen to the english music and like it's always catchy but you don't uh -huh. know what it's saying well they don't know what it's saying yeah as well as i didn't know what the spanish stuff was saying but i like it yeah which is <laughs> very interesting how that works um but yeah and in that in that year um i think that's when they came out with their greatest hits album and hmm. uh that 
was that went crazy. Do you know how many? So do you know how many weeks that stayed on the charts of U.S. and U.K.? Twenty-seven. Way more. Oh really? Is like, that like hundreds? A lot. Yeah. No way. Yeah, and I never knew wow. that was a thing. Two hundred and seven. Good guess. Close one. Oh. Um, so I just think this is crazy. But um, it spent nine hundred weeks on, I think the. Wait, is it UK? Yeah, I think the UK albums chart or whatever, um, which is also a record. So I think... That's 17 years. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, that was mind-boggling to me. Um, and then it spent 400 weeks on the Billboard 200 chart, wow. which is also insane. But yeah, I thought that was crazy because I've never heard of you know, an album staying on for that long or near that long. Um, how how many but, weeks did you say it was on again? Uh, for UK, 900, and then um, 400 for the Billboard 200 okay. chart. I wanted to make sure I was doing it, doing the math right. Doing the math right. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I thought that was insane. Um, do you know much about, oh, wait, actually, I want to talk about this for a second. So they have an album called Hot Space, or wait, yeah, Hot Space, which is like a disco album, I, I believe. And <laughs> They really touched every genre, They've done they? <laughs> a lot of stuff, but I thought this was one of the coolest facts I found. Um, so Michael Jackson actually credited Queen... Um, their album Hot Space has a big influence for his album Thriller. Oh, really? That's... Which is one of his biggest, I feel like. Yeah. So, I thought that was just a cool thing. I never would have imagined, you know, their connections with Michael. We should or have done Elvis. this episode before we did the MJ episode. I know. <laughs> but I thought that was that was a cool fact that I never yeah. would have thought of. Um, do you know much about their um, Live Aid? performance just from the movie uh just from the movie i know the movie probably like oversells it like they make it seem like it was bigger it doesn't um it was, it was huh. yeah like i i from what i understand it seems like it was kind of the highlight of the show mm -hmm. um and like so i i've seen some youtube videos of just like clips of it mm -hmm. and like seems like everybody goes crazy yeah. for when they're on. Um, and I just think, I think they're just such great performers and I think that helped and such a big event. I think it was like, shoot, wasn't there like half the world watching it or something? Yeah, there was, oh, there were so a many, a couple billion or something. Um, I think there was like 2.5 billion, if not yeah. more. I think there might have been more. Which but... could have been half the world at the time. I don't... Yeah, I can't... I, I had know. that written down. Oh, so, yeah, they played Live Aid in, with an estimate of 1.9 billion people, which is... That's a lot of people. <laughs> crazy. Um, but, yeah, you know, I don't know if many have seen the movie or know about the performance, but um, Freddy... Uh, I think in the middle of his performance um, has a little 
I think just like artistry, like he like kind of had to get himself out, but he says AO. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it justice, but he sure. he sings it and he yeah. sings it very good. He goes AO, and then the crowd said says it back. Yeah. He goes AO, and uh, a lot of people will say um, that Live Aid performance. Um, that was considered the night or the sound of the night. Like that's what's considered the live aid performances. Because it was such a problem. Like everyone participated. And I just thought that was interesting because there's so many artists that performed in that, uh, in that concert and everything. And that was the, the sound of the night. And so I thought that was very interesting. I think that like shows his, his ability as a performer though like um yeah like instead of just putting on a show he got the crowd involved and just mm-hmm. added to it and i think that's way cool and I, I i again i'm going back to dad i when we went and watched the movie i asked him uh-huh. I'm like did you ever go to a queen concert and he said no i'm like dad why did you not like did you not he see got very that? Angry at him, <laughs> and he said that Freddie was weird, so he kind of turned him off on that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff. But um, which sure, but still, because <sighs> our dad, our dad went to a very like a lot of concerts. He's gone to CeeLo Green. He's gone to Def Leppard. He's gone. Who else? He's gone to Rush. Probably the most I know, but uh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah we were he, so we were so mad about it because that would be such a fun thing to experience. Um, but you can't blame him too much. Um, but yeah, anyways, I thought that was just so cool that they made that big of an impact. Um, and that many people saw it and, and I think, I don't know, that's just insane. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they were kind of falling off at this point. Yeah. So that's why they did. Freddy split, Uh but then came back and they just weren't in the limelight anymore. They weren't Mm -hmm. very popular. Yeah. Um, it was, I think it was because he was getting sick. Right. Yeah. So he, I think that's what pushed him away. I can't remember why he split in the first place. Well, so according to the movie, it's okay. for money and fame pretty much. Oh, like, really? Like the guy convinces him that he's, he's the main character, you know, like mm-hmm. he, he is the band. So he should yeah. split and not share the money with the rest of the band type of thing. Yeah. And so he does, but, and I don't know how successful he was after he left, but, but yeah, it seems like he regretted it and came back. I know, I know their manager, that manager that's in the show, um, he kind of, I think he stole a lot of their money because I think their first three albums, they saw no money from it. Oh, like all, like almost not even a penny. So like, I'm pretty sure he stole a lot and funny thing about their other uh manager that they signed with um that was the same so they signed with the same manager after that um that uh elton john had oh which i thought was interesting so um but yeah after the live aid performance um so freddie was suffering from aids like he had AIDS and he didn't really tell anyone. He didn't want it. 
in the public, I think. And uh, I think he was one of the first public like yeah. figures for AIDS. Yeah, and I I remember it was either shortly after he passed or shortly before he passed. I think the public knew. Like I yeah. think they announced or told them and stuff. Um, but he passed away in November of 24th, um, 1991. And uh, I think this is cool. The band played the Freddie Mer- Mercury tribute concert for AIDS awareness in 1992, a year after. Um, and basically, I think, to just raise money for, like, AIDS or for yeah. something with that. Um, and uh, I didn't know this about Queen, but they have an, uh, an album called Made in Heaven. And that was actually released after freddie passed away um but the band found some like voice samples and uh a bunch of like basically just like freddie recorded himself Mm. of melodies and stuff and the band actually put all these songs together and played music depending on his voice and so i think that album's like a very cool in a way tribute to him because um you know it's called made in heaven um, it's their 15th and I think their last album. Um, and so they found just voice memos and played to it. And I just think that's kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, but anyways, do we want to do our favorite songs? And... Yeah, I think so. I think okay. I think we covered a lot of their legacy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. It was, it was a lot of just like, I don't know, just some knowledge that I found and not too many stories, but I just thought they have a lot of just, they have a lot. <laughs> so yeah. there's a lot to cover. I tried to do most of it. Um, but with this, we're not going to do the draft pick just because, um, I don't know, we're, we're just going to do like our 10 favorites, I think. Um, like we did with Michael. And Are we doing 10 favorites or five favorites each? Uh, five each, but ten. Okay. Total. Good. Sorry. I did not get ten prepared. Um, do we want to alternate, though? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to start us off? I will. I will okay. start off with Don't Stop Me Now. I, I didn't I want you. to make you, I didn't want to I make told you, you start. <laughs> that was my number one, of course. Hey, because you can still great. pick it. Yeah, Remember, true. we're doubling up. Yeah, but I don't... <sighs> Fine. Yeah, Don't Stop Me Now is just too good. Yeah, number one too. I think it's their might be their second most popular. I'm not sure. Um, I know it's one of the most popular, but yeah, it's up there for sure. At least on Spotify. Yeah. Um, Okay, you go now. I'll do "Don't Stop Me Now" because it's too good. Okay. Under pressure. Under pressure is very good. Um, Oh, it's so hard. Uh, Somebody to love. Ooh. That one a banger <laughs> yeah that one's my next one that one i always saw on on movies and stuff and, oh my gosh i love that song i like that one because i think that one shows his vocal range more than any of his other songs i that's a very good point i, I think so I, too so he that's my number three high. He, yeah he's awesome yep okay so are you that one's yours too yeah so that's my okay. next book <laughs> Um, mine just because nostalgia. So this is the song I grew up with, um, Bicycle Race. Yep. It's not the greatest song, but to me, it's a soft spot. I just I love that song. I think that one and You're My Best Friend 
mm-hmm. were like two that I listened to a ton, but yeah, that one's way catchy. Yeah. And then because of the movie, I heard the song and I love it. It's I want to break free. Yes, I love that song. That song's very good. And the music videos pretty funny, which is crazy, dude. Yeah. Um no, that's a that's such a good song. Um I listened to this song uh not too long ago and it was kind of a more recent like discovery for me. Um I think I've heard it before, but um good old fashioned lover boy. Oh. That song is actually very good. The chorus mm. is kind of where it gets me like like his his vocals and everything. Yeah, that one's a good one. But yeah. Um and then my last pick I just had to pick, uh We Will Rock You. Um I think I mostly like it because of it's on A Knight's Tale at the beginning. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because, like, they're playing the guitar solo on a long trumpet. And uh-huh. it's... That's, like, the greatest so movie, too. Yeah, it's That's awesome. awesome. Um, and then my last pick would probably just be Save Me. That's a good um, one, too. That one just kind of gets you pumped up. So Yeah. And they have a ton more. I I think they have a lot of other songs that are great, too, so... Yeah, they have a lot of stuff. Um, they have, I think, they have fifteen albums. That's crazy. I think, I think, involving or including the greatest hits, so thirteen maybe. Mm-hmm. But a lot of music, yeah. a lot of different genres. Um, go, go check them out. Yeah, um, I, I don't know how many people are familiar with them, but they yeah. are a great band. <laughs> Hopefully, a lot. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Which is so I. I forgot to mention this, but uh, they're so popular still. And Mm -hmm. Freddie's been dead for almost, no, 30 years. A little bit more than 30 years. Uh, But on Spotify right now, they're at uh, 50.7 million monthly listeners, which puts them at number 30 in the world. And they haven't made music in 30 years. That's insane. Or close to it, and yeah, but they're still <laughs> they're still that popular, which just um, shows you how good their music is, how yeah. much of an impact they made, you know. Yeah, which the movie I think helped that a lot, like bring yeah. a lot more people to like them or just re- remind people of them. But yeah, yeah, they've always been nostalgia and stuff. Way popular. Uh huh. Um, but anyways, that is Queen. Um, yeah, we grew up listening to them, so we we like them, and we hope you know we hope you guys enjoyed, and we hope you listen to them or have listened to them. Um, yeah, go check them out. Yeah. Check out the movie. Remy Malik's awesome. Yeah, he's way the good. Whole, uh, the whole cast is really cool in the movie. But yeah, check out our Instagram. We will be posting um, about our finale this next coming week. Um, So you guys can tune into that, and I hope that will be a very good one. I think it's going to be a longer episode or a two-parter. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and then we're going to have probably a little bit of a different uh, format for next season, but yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, we'll keep you guys updated on our Instagram and everything. Okay, peace.